0: for the Interrobank and Gracia Espinosa. And welcome to this episode on the Red Couch podcast, Jessie Walls. She is a second year respiratory therapy student and a mom of three children. Hi, Jessie. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, um, I cannot avoid this first question because how you manage both roles. I mean, mom
1: I'm full. I'm full-time a student. <laughs> I could tell you it's a difficult thing to manage. Um, I'm also out of town, which makes it even more difficult. So my days consist of starting very early in the morning at like five fifteen and studying till eleven or twelve o'clock at night.
0: Because people don't know that you don't live here, in, you know, in downtown or close to the fancy college. You come from Sarnia every day, yes. so i um, when,
1: at what time start your first class? So this semester, um, our earliest classes are 8 a.m. in the morning. So for me to get to school I have to leave by 6 30 just to be able to arrive for the 8 a.m. classes.
0: So you have to control your, your time every day? <laughs> yes, very much so. And I have another question related to, to your assignments. Because I don't know, if you have to calculate or to schedule all your day,
1: when, when do you do your assignments? At, at night? I would like to say that I'm an amazing student, um, but my kids don't go to bed till like 8 p.m. at night, and half the time we're fighting for that, Um, but yeah, I basically make a monthly calendar for myself, and it shows me when things are due, and I actually changed my patterns where I made the due dates earlier, so I freak out thinking that things are due a week and a half before they're actually due, so that I'm never late. Um, right now, in this
0: moment, uh, how your childrens, uh, how how are how are they
1: your childrens? So my oldest is eight years old, and my youngest are twin boys who are three and a half year olds. And with the little one, I know
0: they are very very lit- little, so I don't know uh, when you are here,
1: uh, who who to I mean who takes so it's like a well-oiled machine at my house thank goodness my husband is amazing at doing child care drop-off and pickups but we do do uh child care and that was quite surprising price-wise because we had to put that into everything when we decided for me to go back to school because um first for, for- a mature student it's not like I'm going to OSAP for the first time or coming into a program this is my third career choice so it was difficult for me to be like okay I don't make money I don't have a house I don't have a car because I I I do have those things or we pay a rent Um, you know with that it's hard to say that we don't own anything so funding wise it's difficult to say I don't make any money so we don't get the same level as someone who is coming into the program from high school for instance
0: because in your case, you took the decision to study again for one
1: of your children, right? Yes. Yep. So my oldest son, he has a disability. He was a 23 weeker out of 40 uh, for my pregnancy. That was back in 2016. Um, and so he's fully in a wheelchair uh, throughout the day. So. My typical day, if you want to hear, of course, yeah. <laughs> so my typical day is in one day just for him, which is one child, I have night staff that get relieved by a PSW who then gets relieved by respite services just to get them on the bus to go to school, then to a community provider like in Sarnia at the end of the day, to respite services, back to PSWs, back to nursing staff, one day. So it's only one day. Only one day. So if one of those things call in sick or something happens, mm-hmm. then we have to configure that whole plan combined with either my husband taking a day off or I don't come into school that day.
0: So in your case that your your son uh, has well has these circumstances, when you are at, um, here at Fancy College, I don't know how, how do you feel when you receive a message that the nurse or someone has a question about hey I don't understand this, how how I can help help him, and you are here, what
1: what do you do? You have to come back to Sarnia, or how do you try to manage that situation? So fortunate, my professors are amazing in our program. Um, they're all aware, and I made it very known at the beginning that I do have a child with a disability, plus two other children who may, at any point, get mm-hmm. sick or be sent home. Um, and his conditions are just extreme, so it could mean that From here, I'm traveling to the London Hospital because he's been taken by ambulance Mm -hmm. or a medevac from Sarnia to London because of his needs, or I end up going to hospital in Sarnia because it gets to that extreme. Ultimately, it's about good training for the staff that I have in place, which I spend a good amount of my summer time doing before going to school. And then also conversations over phones, creating plans on what those look like, and what to do in emergency situations. Normal uh, phone calls or video phones? (laughs) Uh, I've done both. I've actually been hiking in a trail once and had my, you know, people calling me and they're like, look at him, he's not breathing properly. And I'm like, okay, try this, check that, do this. And then if you can't call this number, if you can't, then go to 911.
0: And now you understand everything, uh, Jesse, because you are studying respiratory therapy uh, program. But before in the past, you have to, I mean, Did you learn by yourself? So you asked to nurse him when you found the situation of of your son?
1: I'm a social worker by trade um, so I have always been in the disability field regardless of age. Um, I just never expected to be a mother of a child with a disability and after 587 days of just strictly ICU sitting there and having to work with nurses and practitioners that were involved in our care um, I had to learn before even going home or they wouldn't let me take them home.
0: Perhaps this is a weird question, but I always ask this. Before your son, you you were in touch with people
1: with disabilities, or you met people uh, with the same circumstances? So prior to my son, I worked with seniors. I was the only senior provider in all of Fort McMurray, Alberta. So I um, made all the programming for seniors at the time. Uh, And then before that, I worked with children with disability in group homes. So he got a great mom for the situation.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I always... I like to ask this question because in my case, my brother, one of my brothers eh, eh, has autism. So before that, eh, you know, in my case, my family eh, noticed that my brother was different from my other brother and me. So um, they realized that something something happened and they discovered that eh, eh, he had autism. But before that, they have never heard about autism or any kind of you know they didn't meet meet a person with disabilities, so that's why I always ask this question because people don't know until they find. The situation face to face.
1: It's definitely changing over the years with that idea of what disability is, either in mental health or cognitively, developmentally, whatever that looks like. Um, but yeah, when I first started, I was probably one of the first Autism Behavioral Science program students, actually, at Mohawk College back in oh, 2009. I'm aging myself here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I understand where it's still such a new... Um, concept in its infancy that we really don't understand it thoroughly enough with disability in general. Um, Just like your brother, Mm -hmm. uh, my son is one of those odd cases where they don't know what that looks like either due to a brain injury. It's a type of brain injury that hasn't been well researched. So we're kind of just going whatever, whatever he shows us, whatever he decides that he wants to do that day, either laugh at people, roll his eyes or judge the community <laughs> or be nice you know
0: <laughs> and I'm glad that in your case uh, your professors support uh, you uh, at class because not all the s- uh, students um, had the same circumstances I mean the same situation that the professors is uh, supporting um, I don't know if fancy College could provide more services or more resources to
1: to students you know with children you know i when i first excuse me i uh, started looking at fanshawe college i did feel like well it was during the time of covid too so that was kind of complicated if there was programs what happened to them
0: um perhaps we have to clarify this jesse because before respiratory therapy therapy you did another program i mean uh, one year and it was at home you know it was an online course and after that you, est- uh, you now you are studying respiratory therapy, but here in person at Fanshawe College. Yes. So, in when it was online, it was easier, but now you have to come every
1: day. Mm-hmm. So I know when I did research, they had originally had a daycare at some point with Fanshawe College, and even though I'm not local, it'd be nice to have an option to be able to. Since I'm driving the highway anyways, have a daycare for my kids, even on the days that they're just not able to go into community or I need some extra help and I need to study. Or even because we got so good at online learning, to be able to have an option of, um, which our professors do actually in our program, they have passed... uh, basically PowerPoints that they had to speak over during the COVID times when you were a student, um, they have access to those still. And if you aren't able to make a lecture outside of communicating that with your professor, coming to them, uh, they will maybe send you their past lectures to be able to review on your own time as well. But to have an access like that, would yeah. something can't go away. It
0: looks like after pandemic, now that the situation you know, uh, came, came back to normality, Uh, I'm glad for that. Uh, It was only for the circumstances of the pandemic and that's it. And they didn't think perhaps that this online program, I mean, these online resources could help other uh, students, not only when you were ill or you had COVID or you didn't want to, uh, to catch
1: COVID. It could help more people. I think it would, especially if you have children, and especially if you live out of the community. Because then you have access to, I learn well when I'm in class, so if I have access to real-time class time, that's not disruptive to the other students. That might be something that maybe we can implement in the future. It was implemented when there was no one in the classroom, but maybe there's something that we could do as a crossover between the two of them, programming-wise. Um, outside of that, like I said, our professors are really good. They've been very um, approachable with situations, sending you resources. I've even had professors like bring their kids to work day because they lost their childcare, right? And and it's nice to see that, knowing that it's not an everyday thing, okay. But it's also knowing that we could bring our children if there happens to be a situation. Mm.
0: I don't know if you heard about the kindergarten or the childcare fan shui had in the in the past
1: yeah so I heard about the daycare in the past um, I'm surprised it doesn't exist still no mm, I mean the last news that I, that I heard it's, mm, it's not anymore Mm-hmm. it'd be nice I don't know I'm not familiar with all the programs at Fanshawe um, I don't sit here kind of reading through the book um, but if they had like an ECE program early childhood education program that maybe could put that together where there's like a daycare uh, like access to practicum might be something that they consider as uh, professors in the program Um,
0: it was funny because when I ask you for other students with children you send me a you know, a very <laughs> long message. So I, I want to know, of course, if you met them here or you have, I mean, I don't know if in, at Fan Show uh, you can find a networking of students and mom and
1: fathers. <laughs> so since I um, so I participate a lot in the open houses for respiratory therapy and I tend to get all the parents who want to become students as their third career choice kind of sent my way <laughs> you know the professors kind of know who who could talk to you about whole you know who takes care of the most children in our program and who to send them to oh so they ask you from the beginning <laughs> so they come to me and they're like I have children can I do respiratory therapy I said yes you can if I can do it and not completely go insane you can too, <laughs> so I mean I think that that's where a lot of my connections come from, and I'm also very open to approaching the community at res- like of respiratory therapy as well as Fanshawe to find connections to other parents.
0: Um. So in your uh, in your program, there are more uh, students in your situation. You. They might just not all have three children. (laughs) Of
1: course. (laughs) You are in the highest level. You know, so that was like surprise twin. (laughs) Um, They don't all have three children, but I do have, I've met single moms who have their child who might be school age, which can be difficult to begin with, who's trying to start over with their career choices. I've had families coming from different countries who are starting over and maneuvering what that looks like in education that we have in just the respiratory therapy program I've had you know new people coming in who's like I'm a dad you know I don't know if I could do it with my two children let alone take care of my children at the same time honestly when you're a parent you just kind of do what you got to do even as a parent you just kind of figure out a good schedule that works and as long as nothing messes with that schedule in a day it works really well and support networks creating support networks which maybe is something Fanshawe can look at doing too
0: um did you talk, I mean, about the situation in, in their countries if they have the possibility to study um again um be mom and father so here they appreciate that Adventure College helps them or they have more resources. I don't know if you talk with them about about this.
1: So I have talked to other parents who have come from different um, cultural backgrounds and different countries to begin with, but I think that it's because education here at Fanshawe is something that they feel would be great to have and help with prospective careers in the future. I can't speak on behalf of everyone, of course. course. Um, I don't know everyone's personal situation, but I can say that a lot of them try to maneuver it and have childcare as best they can or one of them will stay home or some people I've met have, you know, night school with mom, let's say, and dad goes to school during the daytime and they cross over with scheduling with the kids. So you just kind of have to find a balance that works out in your relationship if you have the ability to. With a partner, for instance, or family too.
0: You have three chil- children, so um, I don't know if your experience they can help them, because I mean you're in the highest <laughs> level of <laughs> of a struggling, you know, a, a student's life and um, mom life. But I don't know if your experience helped them or.
1: I hope so. I hope that I can say, hey, I'm doing it with three children. But I can't disregard that I have a really good partner in all of this. We've been together a very long time. And it was a conversation that we had to have about me removing myself as the primary caregiver of our family for seven years. Like I took seven years of my life to raise our children. So for me to make a decision like this and take back who Jesse Walsh is in a way than just a stay-at-home mom was a a conversation that needed to happen. I, I hope it helps someone, but i I can't I can't speak for everyone right yeah um, it's interesting for me that you
0: always uh, talk as a major student <laughs> but for me you are very young. <laughs> so what is the best thing about being a major student?
1: I've had a lot of career choices. I've had opportunities to... Um, I've had to experience life a lot faster because 26 was a really big year for me, having a preemie and then the forest fire in Fort McMurray taking my home. So I had to grow up really fast. Um, but I feel like a lot of those experiences and those um, those trials and tribulations, those uh, those times where things were very difficult to find the strength in myself and the resilience that, ha- that I've grown to have today. And have been able to embrace and put forward in whatever I do, either to help someone or in my academic um, work. You know, we just did Guatemala applications. It really helped in like writing out, you know, what is resilience? Those things really do help me understand more situational things that could happen even in the hospital if that's the career choice where I end up, like ICU or. You know. I don't know if you would like to say something to the GSC
0: three years ago <laughs> before starting you know uh, studying because I suppose that at the beginning that what I am doing what I am doing so right now that you are almost respiratory therapy what you would like to do to, to say to the Jesse
1: of the past Jesse of the past life I don't know what to say to myself honestly I think that I always knew I wanted to be in the medical field I just never knew where I wanted to go with that I'd say just keep keep doing what you're doing and uh, I always say that life is learning and learning is life and I try to fully embrace that every day. Thank you so much Jesse, I really appreciate your interview for now,
0: you have to enjoy with your family <laughs> yes and and finals let's maneuver that right <laughs> so i'm um, i wish you can pass all your exams because now uh, you had your exams or i don't know if the final exams of the of your semester
1: yeah so finals are coming up and then we go into one more semester before we start our placement in the second year program so we'll be just strictly going into hospitals for the rest of the respiratory therapy program well
0: I cross my fingers, but I know you are going. You, you got this, girl.
1: Okay, thank okay. you so
0: much, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Red Couch Podcast. You can catch up with every episode on our website or wherever you get your podcast. Watch full episodes on our YouTube channel and subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with
1: Function. For the interrovan and gracias, Pinoza.